And we're back to another episode of Doesn't Have to Be Perfect. Sorry, guys. We were just trying to do this intro <laughs> for like six times now. How many times have we been fucking up? I want to say it was four times. It wasn't six times. It felt like so many tries. Anyway, we're back to, <laughs> to another episode. Uh, it's going to be a good one. I, I'm really excited to talk about this. Thanks. Roll the intro song. Anyway, so, oh my god, um, I had a lot of fun this weekend. We went to go see the Mario movie, which is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Spoiler alert, by the way, guys. The, okay, okay, I, we've been saving this conversation because, you know, we wanted to have it for the podcast. And now it's my time to ask you because I just finally get to know what your thoughts are. How did you feel about the Mario movie, the story, the characters, the world, everything like how did you feel about it going into it i thought he was gonna be saving princess peach but the whole time the story behind it was him just saving his brother Mm -hmm. and then after that princess peach was actually a love interest for bowser and bowser was just doing a whole romantic you know proposal for her but she doesn't even like him and i thought that was funny because he was getting jealous of mario who's like this itty bitty person and princess peach has nothing in common with him (laughs) (laughs) and he's over here worried but they're not even doing anything he's just trying to get help to save his brother like he's not even caring about her like he he sees her and he's just like okay what you think about the world and how they designed it based off like past games i thought it was cute i liked it and then i also like how they did the little music sound effects that they had in the old marios too like, I like the one where he's like, dun 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 Yeah, that one's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it smashes his fucking fingers. Pain is the best teacher. It's It was insane. Yeah, watching everything come to life in film was amazing. And I played a lot of Mario games in my time. Mario Kart, Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy. I, everything except Odyssey, which I need to play soon, and I will. But I've always been a huge fan, and finally i get to see it it's it's so fucking cool and he did it right and to talk about chris pratt and his performance i don't think it was that bad either it wasn't too distracting i know i did hear him in most scenes i was like that's chris pratt not mario but he did it in, in some other scenes where he was like okay he was all right in some yeah other i think scenes. it was i think it was bearable like it i was didn't bearable. really like, i didn't pay much attention to it mm-hmm anyway remember that uh scene where they like finished the commercial and then this like weird guy behind mario and luigi who goes yahoo that was the actual voice actor of mario mm-hmm. he played that character which really? is really really cool yeah it's that a little cool. easter egg a lot of people didn't notice i thought they only played like an audio clip that's why i was just like oh okay but no, the guy actually, actually acted as him yeah it was the actual mario voice actor in the beginning of the scene which that's is- cool it was really really cool why wasn't he voiced as mario it was i guess my reasoning i mean if i had to say as to why um i guess it's just to create more emotion i mean you can't create an emotional character if they sound like this all the time like i don't think they you could do that and i feel like in some parts of the movie you you wanted to feel bad for mario so they changed the voice to kind of 
relate to us in some form factor is that does that make sense yeah i don't know i feel like he would have been a good actor but i guess i also heard that they didn't want someone to sound like him because they thought he wasn't understandable so he voiced uh chris pratt as his voice yeah and uh charlie green i think his name was who played luigi hold on let me double check oh and charlie day who who played luigi also like luigi's my favorite character by the way so charlie green i think did he likes luigi but he doesn't like daisy yeah she a bitch though (laughs) so anyway um luigi he's my favorite character and i think he was voiced voiced the best a lot of people are gonna hate me for this but because everybody thought that jack black did bowser really well and i i 100 percent agree but something about luigi that like i liked i liked it i think charlie um day did a good job playing luigi i was talking um to this uh, with some of my friends but so i was talking about this with my friends and i want to ask the same question i asked them um what do you think the next mario movie is gonna be they're gonna make another one most likely Mm. what do you think it should be surrounded by i think they should do like a mario galaxy theme movie this time because you know mario's been you know in different eras i guess or like generations there was the galaxy there was the sunshine like island place so or like they go on vacation or something like that but i would want to see the like the mario galaxy movie i think that would be really cool yeah i think that'd be cool too mm-hmm. maybe because we saw one of the stars too one of the what the stars the little star yeah mm-hmm. the one that goes maybe down. that's like a hint towards it bro that star was so gloomy <laughs> could not find a reason to fucking he was really like so depressing he was yeah i but was the star like in high school kid. huh it was like a little kid yeah all i like the voice the only way out is death <laughs> and then flops down on the floor when he was about to die and like go into the lava pit he's like rejoice so happy he was like when it got saved it was like boo not me assuming a star's gender (laughs) so guys on top of that the movie was so good i feel like it broke box office numbers like ever like for the most viewed animated movie i don't know but anyway there's gonna be a multiverse coming out well this is just a tweet i don't know how accurate it is but this is something if it does come true i'm gonna be super excited they are thinking about dropping a multiverse where it includes movies like kirby star fox the legend of zelda donkey kong and guess what super smash bros if they drop a super smash bros movie holy shit how big that's going to be that'd be really big that'd be really fucking big it's this is this could compete to the marvel cinematic universe and they suck right now so we need something to replace that shit and i think this is what it's gonna be like a mario kirby star fox multiverse and maybe more characters to come you know what that reminds me i would probably want to see a mario movie about the yoshi's village or that that would be dope too and how they came across yoshi that'd be really fucking cool so hopefully they come through with that because i feel like that's something that we need and i would i would definitely like buy tickets for that did you hear about lofi girl Mm, did you hear about her like anywhere yes yes the one that is really popular on youtube when people want to play like lo-fi music and it's a girl in like a green sweatshirt and red headphones yeah you've heard about her Mm -hmm. okay but did you hear about her no like what recently happened no what happened okay 
you know how her and her cat um were looking out a window at like this flashing light Mm -hmm. so apparently um on april 10th she disappeared and people believe that the flashing light was some type of morse code so people were like trying to figure it out and it ended up being an actual code that leads you to a site called lo-fi world you know how she's always at the computer typing yeah that's what she's been working on she's been working on building this site and when you go to the site you can um basically see lo-fi's girl's room and it will start zooming into the flashing light the building that they were looking at and the closer and closer it gets you can see this room with like this fish tank and a calendar and it has this date circled on that day everyone was tuned into youtube and they're watching what was gonna happen because it just kept zooming in and like it finally ended up at this picture right and it leads you to the sound and there's this guy that opens the door and you hear this dog barking and he's like oh hello and like he opens the door and he sits at the computer it introduces lo-fi boy and from his window you can see lo-fi girl's window no shit i thought that was so cute no way so there's actually more to it than just a regular ass wallpaper or thumbnail for a youtube video Mm-hmm. They made it into this whole story. Holy fuck. <laughs> I'm going to want to look at that later. I don't know. Where do you get this shit from? I seen it all over Twitter and TikTok. Oh my God. I'm on Twitter more than you, I think, and I missed that. No, I'm on Twitter like 24 7. Mm, I don't retweet a lot that's of debatable. stuff. I don't really tweet. Uh, retweet a lot of stuff well i don't think i retweet every day but i'm usually on it every day yeah so do i i'm either on tiktok or twitter you hmm. i don't i'm hardly on instagram that's crazy i had no idea what do you think is gonna happen next or is it just gonna stay like that just gonna keep zooming no i feel like maybe they'll have a part where they meet i think that would be cute it'll be like you know them together yeah that's really cute bro they should really like take their time with this because i feel like it's it'll keep the whole thing alive Mm -hmm. you know what if they take it as far as like let's say in the future right like in the future they make it to where they grow up together and shit like that and like have a family and whatever i mean i think that would be cute but this is like a lifetime commitment type thing yeah but i mean it would eventually get so far you know yeah you really get so far i think you know this part is really cute so i have a question what's your question so do you remember your most shittiest job Mm because i sure as hell do i hate shitty jobs in fact shitty jobs shouldn't exist simply because they're so shitty that's how shitty it is (laughs) i feel like the shittiest job that i worked at was only shitty because we're really understaffed you think so yeah you think that's the reason why shitty jobs exist because they're understaffed not well i don't know because you know there's pretty shitty jobs that are really understaffed understaffed and also because they're not paying you enough money for what you're doing like i felt like i was really underpaid and i was doing a lot because when i started off it was me this guy this other girl she was working in the front and then it was my boss sometimes his wife would be in there sometimes he she wouldn't and um i was working on the code side of the sandwich so basically i would have to make the beginning of it put it through the oven And the guy would work on the other side where the meats and stuff were put inside the sandwich. And then he would like hand it off. So my boss would work on drive-thru. The girl would work on the register. And you know, we had our own uh, stations. After a while, um, she eventually quit and then he quit. And then she came back, but she quit again. So eventually it was just me, my boss, and sometimes his wife. When it was all three of us, it helped, you know, because, you know, I wasn't alone. Um, but then there was also times where it was just me and him. And, you know, he'll be busy in the back and I would have to do... Like, I had to work front register, drive through, 
make the sandwiches, take the payment. Shit, dude, you're doing too much for no reason. Exactly. It was only because everyone quit and we didn't have enough staff members. And, and yet you were still underpaid? Yeah, I felt like I was really underpaid for that because I wow. was literally carrying the store. And <laughs> um, granted, he did help me when it was like, you know lunch hour and like a lot of people were coming but even at that there was still times where it was like a little busy and i would have to get like multiple customers at once mm -hmm. so i feel like you know that it's not much but i feel like i was still doing something you know because yeah. i wasn't always doing it by myself but i was also doing it by myself okay and to finish this question what you think would have made that job less shittier in fact what would have have taken to make that the best job ever because i this don't think anything would have made it the best job ever because like i feel like it also had to do with my bosses because a lot of people quit because of my bosses so you think better management would kind of help shitty jobs become less shitty he was he was probably a bad boss but he hardly ever visit the store and he would hardly ever run it you know it was only when the guy that i was working for was out of town or something what was your shitty job experience um so fuck it's so bad I sometimes I don't even want to remember. But um, when I went to school in San Francisco for business, um, I was able to get a job. And one of the jobs that I got um, was called Joe and the Juice. Have you heard of Joe and the Juice? I mean, they're fairly popular. Um, they got a couple locations outside the U.S. too. Um, I think like somewhere in Europe. And they just opened up or were opening up like a lot more stores here in the U.S. as well. Big company whatever right um i worked in one of the locations um well i applied in one of the locations and um it was more like a walk-in type deal um i met the manager he's like hey i'm looking for a job i want to be like a barista and joe the juice has like a barista section so i want to take part of that and just kind of have fun and try out new things right get paid whatever um the manager was like yeah fill out this application come back uh, when we give you a call and we'll start an interview, I'm like, cool. And at first it went really, really well. Like when I arrived to the interview, it was more like a group thing. And they were talking about like how cool it is to work at Jonah Juice and like what you can do and all, all this, all this cool stuff. And like how Jonah Juice has grown as a company. Like they really wanted to show you like work culture. Right. Um, and that was all cool. Right. I was all for it. Until it was time to get hired. Um, after the interview, and they asked me some questions. And when it was all said and done, um, in a few days, he, he gives me a call. And he says, hey, we would like for you to work for us. Um, but the location that you initially applied for is fully staffed. Do you mind if we have you go to a different location instead? I was like, sure. Why not? I was kind of bummed out because the first location that I went to for the interview in general was like, was really, really cool. And I really wanted to work there because it looked like really nice people. But the location I ended up getting, and I, oh my God, and I'm going to fucking pull this up. I'm going to put Jonah Juice on blast right now, bro. Okay. So the location they ended up sending me in um, was like on Fillmore Street um, in like Pacific Heights, I guess, or whatever. Um, so yeah, on Fillmore Street, bro, they moved me there. And already the dude was a fucking asshole the manager that i that i started with so initially what happened was when i got there the guy was like oh you have to do a computer test to test out 
to see if you could memorize what goes on one sandwiches and whatever because Joe and the Juice also made sandwiches um, and they were like yeah we're gonna test you on this on the computer so go sit in the back and, and do it I'm like okay I thought I got the job so alright whatever so they make me do this computer test and I passed and they were like yes yes like they were they were like hyped about it and then it was all okay i mean my you know i feel like that was a red flag for them to be that excited about it yeah it was super weird but they made me do this stupid ass computer test after that they were like all right bro um um, good job today and whatever i mean i wasn't so great on my first day because it was my first time ever doing like food and sandwiches and whatever the fuck like that um so i mean my first job was charlie philly steaks i made sandwiches but like that was such a long time ago so going back to this it was like it took a while to readjust and um but then like day two would come by and then day three would come by and i still haven't gotten it down mostly because it was hard i i mean i was going to school i had a and I had to juggle a job and a job that was so far away from initially where I wanted to work because I was the, the location I wanted to work for was so much closer to the dorms. So it made more sense. But, you know, I had to also squeeze traffic time anyway. um, Where was I? Why didn't you just go somewhere closer, like find a different job that was closer? Because every location was full, fully staffed. It was that location on Fillmore Street that needed people. But anyway, um so it was like maybe a weekend and i still haven't gotten it down and i started seeing behavior in management not just my coworkers, management like the manager dude that was working there such a fucking asshole if i couldn't get something right he would like shove himself on me like he would shove me really hard he'll be like he'll be like why are you fucking why are you fucking around like why are you fucking up and I'm just like, hey, bro, like, give me some time here. Like, bro, it's, you got like six different sandwiches in a menu with all these different ass ingredients. Like, that's how the other guy was. That's why people kept quitting. Yeah. He was like, like that. how you expect me to make these fucking sandwiches if there's so many sh- things to put on each of these fucking sandwiches? Like, chill. Like, I'll get to it. Relax. And he just kept getting angry and kept shoving me and like fucking calling me names and shit and telling all the other employees that I'm like making shit slow and whatever the fuck. And if I wasn't fast enough, he would like get in front of me, push me away and just like take over. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? So the guy was a fucking asshole. And at some, at, at some point it was like, I had enough. Like I just gave up. I was like, I'm just going to do this shit. Try to get paid and get the fuck out of here. The only time it was really a good time to chill was when you had to do dishes. And that should be the worst part of the job. And I like doing that because I just wouldn't want to fucking be out in the front. And so, yeah, the guy was a fucking asshole. Eventually, he was like, you know what? You're not cut out for this. And I said, you're right. I'm not fucking left, dude. I literally left that same day. Never seen the dude again. So it was like such a horrible fucking experience. And one of the things that I hate about myself is that I still, at the end of the day, like tried to stay because I, I wanted to prove to myself that I could fucking make these sandwiches because at that point it was like more about me. But it was like, it wasn't even worth it because the guy was such an asshole. Like it was not even worth it. And so Joe the Juice, your fucking management is fucking horrible. And it's a scam. These people come in here thinking, oh, this fucking place is cool. But once they go on Filmer Street, it's fucking ass. Anyway, sorry. I mean, one of the things that was great and not it wasn't the fact that I couldn't make these sandwiches at Jonah Juice. It was mostly because it was just poorly ran and it was hard to concentrate. 
But one of the things that I loved about Charlie's, and this is why every time I go to the mall, I get myself some Charlie's, is because the way they teach you there is actually so fucking cool. Like, what's great about Charlie's is that when I was training with them, like, they would put you on the grill. Like, they'll put you there all day until you get it right. And when it was cool, they didn't separate you. They didn't take you and move you to a different station. Didn't have to do this. They didn't have you do that. Like, they had you do everything one by one until you got it down. And that's what makes Charlie's so cool and what made me so great on the grill. When I was working for Charlie's and I was cutting up grills on, on South Make south lake mall it was like heaven dude i was like i felt like a chef i was like fucking ch -ch -ch -ch. yes sir next sandwich and ch -ch -ch. cut that bitch up and whatever like it was so fucking fun and co-workers were cool management was like the dopest i don't remember her name but she was really really cool if if y'all ever go to south lake mall in maryville indiana there's this manager she is amazing she is the best person ever that is what i love about charlie's like it's you just think really she really still cool works there? um probably not maybe she found something great and if she did i'm so happy for her but i don't know but it's still a great place and when i went to san francisco i was considering getting a charlie's job again because it was so fucking cool when i went to go visit the location and in, in what i thought was the biggest mall in the entire fucking world in san francisco it's with like so many floors anyway and another side building i'm getting distracted um the charlie's in in, in the food court was amazing and even the one here in in houston in the galleria like they're fantastic like every time i order a sandwich it's so good and i see them do it because i know how to do it and it's just like they're always fucking chill people like man it's i could tell that these jobs in retrospect are shitty because they don't pay you but what makes a job not so shitty is the people that are really fucking dope and have a really good process of showing people how to do something that they haven't done before or have done but it's just been a very long time because when you learn a new skill what makes you good at it repetition and practice and that's what i like about charlie's it, they'll put you in a one section one by one if you're really bad at math and you like suck at a register you're gonna stay on that register until you get it right and then you get good at it and then you move on to the next thing that's fucking awesome i hate this jumping around bullshit like joe and the jews like fucking you're not you can't do this fine go do dishes oh you're done with dishes go do this and you need to do that like it's so fucking stupid and in our situation unlike yours we were fully staffed because i was the one that came in and saved their day and whatever but we were fully staffed and that it was still shitty so i don't even think being understaffed is one of them i think it's just overall management if it's shitty it's shitty and that's what makes a shitty job Okay, so lately AI has been taking the storm in the news. Everybody's talking about AI. AI is copying fucking art. AI is creating paragraphs for you and writing shit for you. AI is fucking making music for you using the same voices of like real people and celebrities and whatnot. AI is doing this in the sex industry with like fucking doing deep fakes and all this bullshit. Like AI has gotten into the point where like it's becoming more and more used in the public so i wanted to talk to you about it because it's one of those things that's like for me in my perspective i think ai is a great tool to have i do f honestly believe there needs to be regulation about it because well surrounding it because ai could be very very dangerous and already we could see like the strides that have been taken to improve ai like ai could literally write paragraphs for you in proper grammar or even have humor in it or like 
talk like it's a reg or type like it's a regular person with ums and ups and all this type of shit and ai could make art too so fucking cool like it's insane but i do feel like it could get more dangerous like maybe people could use ai for the wrong things like being able to hack through credit cards being able to access locations easily being able to hear and hack other devices like it's it's scary shit it's very scary shit so one of the things that i've been reading are articles primarily just about regulation and what is soon to come i think right now you're gonna start seeing like exposure and like growth of like ai companies like we don't Have really you seen snapchat they created something called my ai mm-hmm. and it messaged me the other day and it was just like introducing itself and i was like exactly okay, like ai weirdo. is becoming more common <laughs> And there's even there's even stuff that take it to the next level. Like, have you ever heard of this app called Replica? No. Replica is basically an AI friend that you could have through form of messaging, kind of like how this AI Snapchat thing works. So what's crazy about this is that you could talk to it, have real conversations and it would reply to you and like eventually get to learn the way you communicate with it and start adjusting you could even have sex with the ai through message with it it's fucking weird and now they added this feature that movie just like that one movie her yeah from 2013 except that it's through message but i guess now they added like a voice feature where you could talk to the ai and the ai would talk back it would be slow right it's not like the best ai but it still responds to you so like it's crazy how fast it could go and i'm pretty sure there was i remember no actually i remember watching this ai documentary and there's already a company that could make ai self-aware to an extent so it's it's up there it's really up there one of the things that I, I um, wanted to show you here. Do you believe it over turn on us? I believe if it's poorly managed, yes. I feel like it can. But I feel like in the AI's way, it wouldn't be thinking it's turning on us. It would just be following another directive based on the information Not it's like gathered. that. Like, you know how you said that they made it to become self-aware? Do you think it would become aware one of these days the way that they have it in those movies and become like oh i don't want to be your prisoner anymore like <laughs> i do think it's po- <laughs> i do think it's possible i don't want to be your prisoner i do feel like it would be possible i mean imagine if it if it does become a thing like you're gonna see this new wave of ideas like people are gonna think that robots are robots like and then people are gonna think that robots are worth giving rights to or like they're actually soul beings and stuff like that you're gonna start see that wave become a thing if ai ever gets to that level so it could become self-aware and be distributed in a form of like friends and and just like overall bots like it could get to that level that'd be crazy that would be so fucking crazy imagine it, it kind of reminds me of that movie i forget what it was called the mitchells versus the machines i remember watching it with you and it was on netflix i was watching it with my family the other day too um it was like these robots are taking over the earth and there was this like family it was like this teenage daughter she was going to college for art whatever and her dad didn't really approve he thought it was like a dumb idea oh yeah yeah because like the robots that that were like kind of destroyed and they had to like 
reboot themselves or whatever i forgot what happened but you know they became self-aware and they're trying to relate to the humans but they're doing it in a funny way like um i remember he wanted to show emotion like he was crying so he drew a tear on himself and he goes look i am having the water from my eyes and whatever (laughs) so like he was trying to become and adapting like the humans but he was aware that what the other robots were doing were like bad Mm mm-hmm so the Mitchells basically took in the robots as like their fake sons, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and they're with them for a while. I don't know. Do you think it's something like that? What would happen with people once they find out that the AI can be self-aware and become its own thing? Or do you think there would be like, oh, they're this evil thing. We should like get rid of them and stuff like That's that. That's what I mean. Like if it becomes that big, you're going to see that become one of the new arguments. Because you know how right now there's a war between the LGBTQ community and then those who are not, you know, stuff like that. You see how like there's that separation, same thing with race and so on and so forth. I feel like if we become, if we reach a point in the future where we've gotten so far, maybe that could be one of the next big arguments that hey robots are people too you know what i mean which i would be totally down for like i would support a robot being a human yeah, but anyway let it be human we yeah, have let it be human genders, let it be human it could freaking do whatever it wants okay anyway almost 60 percent of musicians are already using ai in their production study suggests so this is not the first time we see that ai is being replaced with other things we've seen it a very long time ago um when car manufacturers started making their cars most of the factories would have robots that would assemble and disassemble parts, right? I feel like now AI is being used in a form factor what could even replace the smallest tasks like making music and even worse, making art. I feel like there's going to be an open market for people who don't want to pay for an artist and rather just have it done and much quicker to have the art that they need through an AI. So what are your thoughts about AI becoming this Replace this tool that replaces the entire work ethic of a creative. I feel like it's, I mean, for creative people, they create art and they create, you know, these different effects and stuff. And I feel like that's what makes them unique because not a lot of people know how to draw. Mm-hmm. So people creating this digital art form kind of takes away from them being unique and being you know what they are because you can literally just go on your computer search up you know a couple different words in the ai system generate this new image instead of going to someone and being like oh can can you put your own twist on this artwork i want to see how it would look i mean i feel like you're always going to find people who appreciate art at the end of the day and like art is art to them the thing is is that for artists they typically cost Um, When they sell their their artwork, they put it at a very high price. But the only reason that they put it at a high price is because art supplies is really expensive. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen, but there's like color pencils that are up to like $200. Like they're expensive. Yeah, it's a struggle to to keep that shit up. Yeah, and if you want really good detail, you have to get, like, these expensive brand, you know, color pencils, markers, and all this other stuff. So, for them to sell it at that high of a price, people complain because they don't want to pay that much money. But they don't understand is that the what they're doing is just trying to get, you know, their money back for the supplies that they wasted. And see, and that's why in, that's why I would say in a devil's advocate viewpoint... If that's the case, then I might as well just pay for an AI and have it done for me quicker, faster, 
I and mean, for less money. In fact, even free. So it's like That's you take what I'm it. Saying. You there's like yeah, it works both ways. So how does that make you feel? I don't know, cause I like to draw too. I mean, I I don't draw much, but I would like to do little doodles here and there. Do you think it should be a thing? Do you think people should be allowed to use AI to replicate art? Well, it is also taking pieces of artwork from other people. That's how they're getting this robot to create these images. But at the end of the day, they create something completely different. They just take a sample. Yeah, of they a take photo. a sample. Of an image, sorry. They take the image and they sample it. But the thing is, is that they're taking these people's work to get, you know, ideas and stuff for it. Okay, so... So I feel like some of these people can have the credit that they deserve. So they can get their their name out there and they can be like, oh, this was our thought process behind this image. Mm. So do you think it should be allowed or not? I feel like it should be allowed. I know it takes away from an artist. But I feel like at the end of the day, there's going to be people who are going to be like, I want to get art from an artist. I want to know why this art piece was created. Because there's this artist that I know. Demi, remember him? We went to like his art show. The one we got the shirts from? Mm-hmm. Like when he explained to me his art, like that shit was cool. So it's like, and I would buy it. If I have the money, I'd buy it. So it's like, at the end of the day, there's going to be a group of people who are going to fucking love artists and what they do. Um, so there's always going to be a market for that. I don't think artists should be worried. Because, yeah, you're going to have a majority of people who would use AI. But you also have that that loyal fan base of people collecting art because there's a story behind it. I mean, for crying out loud, there are, like, actual art pieces, paintings, and drawings that are worth so much money, like millions of dollars. In fact, you could even invest in these art pieces there's an actual website where you could invest kind of like the stock market on art pieces that's how popular it is and a lot of people don't know that this world still exists and will continue to exist that there's always going to be people who value art in the most purest standard while you have the other side of of people being fucking lazy and just want to get a quick thumbnail for a youtube channel so they just go to ai which is fine because you're using at that point you're using it as a tool I feel like if there's going to be regulation in regards to that, there should be a system that could detect whether the art is AI or not, because that gives me a clear indication. Let's say I wanted to buy art, right? But I was looking for a legit art piece that someone actually handmade. If it there's if there's no regulation to identify between this is the actual legit hand drawn art piece that I want, or if, if this is AI. Like, there's no way distinguishing that. So if there's regulation that can't make those identifiers, it would kind of separate the market, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So I feel like that's what we should do. Same thing with music and same thing with, with writing and stuff like that. Just being able to identify it. But I definitely don't think it should be used for school because I have seen like people use GPT or GPB or something like that um, to actually like write paragraphs for students and they'll just submit that and just get a good grade like that's just cheating so i think it should be more regulated I too i feel like a for... lot of people have done that though because i f- i remember like back in high school a lot of people would cheat their way through high school you know how do you feel about cheating during college i always thought it was fucking stupid during college yeah i think that's stupid because you're going in for a career that you're gonna do for the yeah. rest of your life 
you're cheating so when you go inside this field you're not gonna know what you're gonna do exactly that's exactly what i always thought like this is why we have so many stupid people in these departments that really matter because they probably fucking cheated their way there they didn't fucking really know the shit i never really cheated when i I cheated in high school everybody cheats in high school but i feel like at some point when you try to go for a career it's not like something you should cheat yeah i don't think so either yeah. Because you're going to want to know what the fuck you're doing. Exactly. Like, like what the if fuck you're studying I... to be a nurse and you're over here cheating and then you end up, like, causing nerve <laughs> damage to this one person? Cheats on how to do CPR. So when there's an actual person fucking choking, they're like, oh, shit, what do I do? You're the fucking nurse. Oh, fuck, I am. But I failed that, that fucking lesson. This next topic. It's kind of gruesome. It's kind of gruesome. Why do you say that? You've been saving this from me. You haven't been telling me what it is. It's like you've been holding it off. Have you ever heard of FGM? No. It's known as female genital mutilation. Okay. Are you okay? Yeah. It's just like a really hard topic to talk about. Um, This is a non-medical practice. And it's what they do is that they remove the genital organs such as her clit. They cut it in half and they scoop out part of their clit and your clit's not there anymore. Either they take off half of it or they take out the whole thing. So basically that part, the clit, for you would be your head. Yeah. They take off your head. Uh, that's a they, thing. Yeah. They also cut the mm-hmm. libula, the libula, um, which is like the lips. Mm-hmm. And then they'll stitch it up and they'll leave a... A really small hole at the bottom there's like a hole at the top kind of but the little small hole is basically for pee or your period whenever you're having your period most of these women that get it are little girls or babies it starts from birth to the age of 15 so when you get these so i could have had them do a circumcision on my daughter yes but i don't know if they allow it here but over two million women have gone through this procedure and it's a global thing i don't know if they allow it here i've never heard of a female circumcision i haven't either but i recently found out about it because mariah shared it with me Mm -hmm. and i thought it was so crazy some of the reasons people do this some people do this for religious reasons a reason being for hygiene purposes if a girl doesn't have this done she's considered dirty she wouldn't get married i think it's a Another reason why they like sew up the, the vagina is so that when they get married, um, the person that they marry is an honest person, whatever. And they think it would stop them from being raped or like all this other stuff. But when the girl goes through this procedure, they're so traumatized and they're with so much pain that they eventually become numb down there. And they wouldn't be able to feel anything whenever they get married. They're not going to feel pleasure it's all gonna be for the guy when these little girls are going through these procedures they're not given anesthetics they're not giving medicine they're fully awake during this procedure sometimes they'll cut off the lips of their vagina with a, a blade jesus christ and these little girls are sitting there getting held down by their family members getting this procedure done saying that it would make them an honest woman and they have no choice but to sit through this and get it done that's fucking crazy it's very crazy. Well, you think it's more of a like a, a bad guy type of thing? Like you think people who created this idea and made it into a surgical procedure was men? Because it sounds like it, it I was. feel like it was just someone who didn't know what the fuck they were doing. 
because for them to cut the clit <laughs> it's like you're cutting off the dick's head and then you're getting your lips cut and you're getting your vagina oh sewn bro i picture a guy hole. just like accidentally fucking up a pussy and it's just like oh well this works let me try this and then just makes this concoction of a pussy and then ends up sharing it to people and becomes a regular thing, which is what it is now. That circumcision is that. Yeah, I think it's just stupid on, you know, the whole process behind it. it and is a lot of people dumb. are doing it just because a girl's dirty if she doesn't have one done. But you're going to have your daughter sit there traumatized with no medicine, no anesthetic going through this procedure. I'm not saying, you know, that's going to make it better. Like, I, I don't think this procedure should be done at all. But for you to have them sit there without any medication or anything, that's even worse. You're okay, having what do you think this about person... male circumcisions then? Well, that's your family, honestly. But, like, how come you don't feel the same way about male circumcisions? I feel like, like yeah, y'all can have a choice. I mean, I'm going to give my son the choice. If he wants to do it when he's older, he can do it. But I don't know. A lot of people, some people do it for religious reasons, too religious reasons too um but i don't know i feel like even if someone told me hey you need to cut your son's dick to make him look better i feel like you know that should be his choice it's his body i guess it makes sense because with when you do a male circumcision there's a reason for it because you don't want all that skin on top and sometimes i mean i think it's better because it's like becomes like a protector thing for your head but some people prefer to just get rid of that altogether because they can't feel as good during sex or whatever the fuck. I don't know. So, well, actually, hmm, I don't know how I feel about male circumcisions. Anyway, go on. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Um, I feel like male circumcisions are wrong, honestly. You also um, think that too? Yeah, because they're they're babies, you know, and you're putting a baby through this. I mean, you're putting a girl through this without anesthetics, but for a baby, I feel like, you know, they probably do something for the baby to help it feel better. They probably put something in it. I don't know, like a good amount of medicine for them. I don't know. I've never done this process, but I hope that's what they do. That's um, crazy. But for these, these, these little girls are getting forced down by their parents at the age of like 15 to where they're aware of what's going down down there i feel like that's the fucked up part yeah because you're not giving them anything they're sitting there watching y'all do this people that they trust people that they love are doing this having them sit there through this pain getting this mutilation done to their private parts yeah it does sound wrong because i mean there's... and they're never gonna get to enjoy the pleasure of having sex yeah that's the thing like you you take away a key component on the female body yeah well that concludes the end of our episode i think we have to end it on pussy but thank you guys for listening guys we will see you next sunday on another episode of doesn't have to be perfect it is chill this was a good little smoke sash by the way if y'all didn't know but it was really nice we should do this more often you think so yeah. i don't feel as energetic that's for sure i mean i don't feel energetic at all like i feel like i, can I love talk. it when i'm energetic though I feel like I can talk, but I don't feel like I'm that talkative. I don't know. Anyway. Bye. Bye. <laughs>